Welcome to the Jackie Service Show. I'm Jackie Service, where we are talking all things people strategy, entrepreneurship, and how hiring the right humans will unlock the next phase of growth in your business. As a former corporate VP of HR, my life completely shifted when I learned I had a brain tumor. From this moment forward, I knew that there was more. I dove headfirst into healing, mindset work, and spirituality. And from this space, my entrepreneur journey was born. Now I am a people strategist and founder of Serve Recruitment Agency, a boutique recruitment firm that helps scaling companies hire aligned leaders for growth. In this podcast, I'm going to share about my business journey, entrepreneurship, leadership, and how hiring the right humans unlocks massive potential. Welcome to the show. Are you confused about hiring? You're not alone. Majority of leaders struggle to figure out who they need, in what roles, and when, and how these people will have the greatest impact on the growth of their business. This is why we created People Strategy Sessions to do a deep dive into your business and help you build a clear roadmap on the talent you need to drive sustainable growth. We dive into your greater why, where you are today in your business, where you want to go in your business from a growth standpoint, and ultimately, who do you need to enable that growth overall? For more information, please send an email to Jackie at JackieService.com or feel free to reach out at JackieService across all platforms. Welcome back to another episode of the Jackie Service Show. This episode already feels like a warm hug to me. Christina, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Any chance I get to talk to you, I'm going to take it. So here I am. Well, you know what? We were laughing because we had some um, calendar woes where, you know, my calendar was not syncing with Christina's calendar. And there would be days where we were like, so excited to talk to you. And the other person would not have it in the calendar. And when I say <laughs> that, I mean, Christina would say that to me and I would not have it in my calendar. And so like the third time's the charm. We're finally here. We're doing the things. And I'm just so grateful for your time and energy. Oh, I'm so I'm honored to be here, Jackie, your friend, your mentor, and honestly, all good. I think this is it's meant to happen when it's meant to happen. It's like this the best conversation will be now. That is exactly it. Divine timing. Here we go. We're diving in. And Christina is just an absolute um, just the depth of knowledge this woman has when it comes to social media, podcasting, networking, and all things bringing women together and specifically Canadian women, which is something we are both really passionate about is where we're going to take this podcast. So definitely get a piece of paper and pen because there's going to be some really cool nuggets that come through here when we're talking all things, how to build your personal brand and how to really show up effectively online. So can't wait for this one. I'm so excited. And I think it's so interesting too, because I feel like branding is this conversation that keeps coming up for people, whether Mm -hmm. it be personal brand or corporate brand. And uh, yeah, so I think it's interesting how it ties into your world, ties into my world and feel like kind of ties into everybody's world. It's, it's the era of, right. T-Swift is showing us that (laughs) building the personal brand and having a cult following is like the way of. And so it's been cool to see it mainstream and what's going on right now with her and her world mm-hmm. and how much of that can relate to so many of us who are sitting back, not feeling like personal brands are need to be at the forefront. Mm-hmm. Literally in every conversation I'm having right now, it ties back to a personal brand and building that ethos around yourself. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I even went to an event this week. I went to James Wedmore's event uh, in California, which was awesome. And Jasmine Starr spoke and I had never heard Jasmine speak before. Uh, and it was really interesting because I think, I guess she has a background in wedding photography. Like that was her original kind of bag. And so I posted about her and I wrote like, I'm a total Jasmine Starr convert, like he, he, he. And all these people messaged me their own Jasmine Starr story. Like, but it was like Jasmine star through the eras, right? Like where I knew her as a photographer, I took her course, I heard her here. And so it's incredible how, when we have a personal brand, that's really holistic of like, whether that be, you know, fully like, this is my business, this is what I'm doing and my personal life and all of these things. It's incredible how, how far it can reach and like how long it can last. So much so. I love that. Great story. And um, James Wedmore, what an incredible human. And just, I'm sure you walked away with just a wealth of knowledge in that event. It's incredible. Like it's the thing that actually was the most interesting about it, Jackie, was that the the people were on stage. There were so many people there who were like not doing anything that you would, be, you know, when you think of somebody making a million dollars, you're like, you're going to make a million dollars, you know, s- selling cars or, or whatever it is. Like I'm going to do this service. There were people's services on there where they have $35 memberships and they're making multiple seven figures on $35 a month memberships. Wow. One of them was for um, moms of kids with, who are picky eaters. And I was like, this is fascinating. You made a million dollars doing this, like get after it. Like I was so excited for this woman. And it's a reminder of like how not difficult it is, but also how, how interesting of a concept it is now to make money online and like mm-hmm. how different we can do it. So fascinating. All right. I love this. We're going to keep going deep and and definitely pulling out some of these as we go. I like to kick off every episode with a little bit of rapid fire so people can get to know you a little bit better. I'm ready. And um, let's dive in. So where are you from originally? Okay. So I grew up just outside of Toronto in Milton. Um, and then and now I live in Waterloo where I went to university. I've never left. I mean, it's a great town. I'm from there. So, you know, it's got some good roots. I know. It's just, we've never been there at the same time, which is a bummer really sad. We need, we need to figure this out and yeah. <laughs> come, come around full circle. My kids keep asking to move there because their cousins live there. And in their world, like Waterloo is where my cousins live and they would get to see them all the time. So, I mean, it's an ask in my house daily. I'll just let you know that. So Perfect. it's not off the table. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. I mean, maybe I'll spark that next time I see them. I'll just remind them to maybe ask That's twice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. I know, gosh, I know this one. I'm sure you have a lot of favorite books, but a favorite book that you love to get in the hands of everybody. Mm. Truthfully, it's funny. Like right now it's buy back your time, which has been mm-hmm. Dan Martell, which I know is a mentor of yours and someone I'm learning from as well. Um, he's incredible in terms of when, when I think about the issue that entrepreneurs are coming across all the time, it's like, when do I outsource? What do I outsource? And he answers a lot of those questions. So honestly, almost anytime a client of mine has a problem, I'm like, read this and get back to me on where you think you want to make a change. And it's really cool to see, um, see the results there. It is. He's got such a cool fundamental around business. And that book is really tactical in a lot of ways. Like Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the times in entrepreneurship, since I've been in this world for the last seven years, I hear a lot of frameworks really revolved around EOS, right? Mm -hmm. Like the EOS model. And that's kind of the model that majority of companies are using to scale, which I think is a fantastic model. I've worked in a lot of models that have that. And and yet there's this like new Danism that's showing up around this whole idea of buy back your time because the principles he is sharing in that book are so relevant to all at all stages. And mm-hmm. you know, we had this conversation, I was on a mentorship call with him yesterday 
and there was some Q and a happening and it like all went back to this buyback loop that he talks about. Like when you feel pain, you need to audit your time, go to your calendar and audit your time. Where's the pain coming from? Then figure out who needs to own that pain. Like who needs to own that, I guess, task specifically. So we're transferring that and then filling your time with the things that are actually going to light you up or move your business forward. I know that conceptually and the amount of times I still need to be re- reminded as a business owner that I'm sliding into tasks yeah. that I shouldn't be doing. I think it's so important for all of us to just hold each other accountable in that space. And I think the the best piece, sorry, this is not as rapid as you probably want it to be, but I think the best piece for me from that is this idea of like somebody doing it 80% as well as you is better than you doing it hundred percent. And that is something I've always struggled with is I'm like, oh, I'm better at that. Like I can just do that. I know how to do it. I know how to do it quick. And especially like, and I'm sure I'll talk more about this, but in scaling our agency, like I couldn't continue that down that path. It wasn't possible for me to, we work with 70 clients. I couldn't do 70 client meetings if I wanted to. Um, so really teaching people how to do those things. And even if they don't have like my magic, it's incredible to see the magic that they put in that sometimes is better and, and more effective than mine. And so um, that's really, that was a huge learning for me. You and I both, I still catch myself. I'm still catching myself. Like it's been a hard look in the mirror this year of like, r- like witnessing when I slide because mm-hmm. it's comfortable or it's something I'm good at. And I just, like, Oh, I can just take that on. And like, one of the things that he talks about in combination with that is just this like fierce ownership of what people are holding, like setting expectations and fiercely holding people accountable to, to mm. own that. And I started realizing like, I'm the tornado in this business. No, none of my team is. It's me that slides in and tries to yes. start to get over that then creates the ripple. So mm-hmm. if you're a leader listening to this, take a hard look in the mirror, point the thumb back at yourself, you know, really, really start there and then think about how you can make the changes needed as you, as you build and scale. Mm-hmm. Love that. All right. I know this is something that's near and dear to your heart. I've seen you since we have met, I have seen you invest and pour in and take the planes, trains, and automobiles anywhere you need to be in the world to get mentorship. Mm -hmm. Who is a mentor that has drastically changed your life? Uh, Okay. So I'm going to go for an easy one and you're going to know exactly who I'm going to talk about, which is Chris Harder, who I know is a mutual mentor of ours. And um, yeah, for me, it was really life-changing. And I think it's a power for me of something like a podcast, which is where if anyone's listening to this and you're like, I want to start one and I don't know the impact it's going to make or who's going to listen to it. Is it just my mom? Um, It is amazing how impactful it can be. I started listening to his podcast shortly after we started the social snippet. I had a nine to five that I loved. Um, Loved is like, I loved it, but knew I thought I was meant for something different and, but felt like I had all the pieces, everything was checked. And I started listening to his podcast and I resonated so much with this idea of when people have the opportunity to be generous, like when you're more financially abundant and you take it and like good, what is it? Good people. He has like a a tagline. He does. When good people make good money, they do great things. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's kind of my ideal like world is like where people who have these opportunities are able to pass them on to others. And so um, I listened to his podcast. I did a number of his programs. I'm I'm doing another one in the new year. Um, But it's been his philosophy around some of those things, even if there's things he does that I'm like, oh, I wouldn't agree with that. Or, um, you know, definitely hasn't grown a business the way I've grown a business in terms of an agency style. Um, it, I have so much to learn from his like methodologies and his mindset. And, um, and he has the most incredible network. He definitely does. And he's just such a kind and generous human period. Mm -hmm. And yeah, to spend time with him, he's brilliant. He definitely has 
I think about a lot when I, when I joined a program of his in 2019, you know, found him on his podcast. Also, I had just had babies and was walking a lot with AirPods in my, in my ears and ran into Lori and Chris Harder through like the Lewis Haves network and just fell in love with who they are and what they stand for. And, you know, they're just so generous and they offer so much wisdom and like they have, even if they're not running the exact same model, when you're an entrepreneur and you're growing a business, we often face similar challenges. And a lot of those Mm -hmm. tend to live yes, in the structure and the business aspects and also the mindset and belief. And he was somebody that really blew my mind open in the money beliefs and stories I had and helped me really understand the energetics behind money. He's just, he's just such a gem in that space. And I think too, something that I've been really impressed by and, and Jackie, like you're such a testament to this too, for me, where it's been like the people who he's brought kind of in my world, even not directly through him, they're the best people. Like all, I would say 100%. most of most of my business best friends and close friends are people who I met through Fast Foundations or a roundtable or or something like that. And sometimes I really believe in the fact that sometimes when people have business problems, like especially with sales related, networks are a problem. Like they don't know enough people. And often when I work with clients, even one on one, I'll be like, go introduce yourself to ten people. Like go make those connections. Mm-hmm. And doing masterminds and networking the way that we have is like a way to fast track some of that. And yeah, I, I, he has definitely shifted my perspectives. Could not agree more. Literally my best friends and best humans I know have come through that world and that ethos. So hundred percent agree. Always grateful. Chris Harder, massive shout out. Christina, yeah. I love you. And <laughs> <laughs> we'll send him that clip. We'll clip that and just send it as his Christmas card. Hey, we love you. We're shouting <laughs> out on the podcast that we created because you showed us how, which is so cool too. It- Honestly, my husband edits our our podcast like in in our agency, and so we work with a number of people who've come through Chris's world. And he has this thing where he always like is like another Chris Harder related clip, like oh this one's about Nick, like and it's like this like funny joke in our family, like where he's like all of you guys are obsessed with Chris Harder, and I'm like it's because he's changed all of our lives, like and we've been benefited from it. So um, yeah, definitely we love the Chris. Love it. Love it. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about, cause you're talking about social snippet and you're talking about podcasting Yeah, two things that you do on a day-to-day basis. Let's talk a little bit about what are those things? How did you get here? What is this business that you're running today? Yeah. So I'm the co-founder of the social snippet, which is a social media and podcasting agency. And uh, we work with now 70 entrepreneurs, small businesses to help them grow online. Uh, But I came by this naturally, like very honestly, in the sense that um, I had a nine to five, I worked at a university and I always was the person who was kind of socially savvy. Like I understood how to market things to students. Uh, People would always ask me to start up Instagram accounts. Like I just understood the strategy and I loved it. So I I took it on as a side hustle. I always had clients, never talked about it, like ever. Nobody knew. Uh, And not in a, I think I was ashamed of, it just wasn't relevant. I didn't feel like I had this awesome career. I have a master's in leadership. Like that was really like what I was excited about. And uh, during the pandemic, I just started to feel the shift. It happened. I got married like three weeks before the pandemic. And I remember on my honeymoon listening to Jenna Kutcher's podcast and being like, Oh, it's interesting that people don't work at desks. Like, oh, like, and I started to kind of unravel a little. And so during COVID, I started doing Myers-Briggs for people because I had been a a certified uh, facilitator for years. Um, So I've done over, I think it's like 500 assessments with folks. So it's something I I love and I still sometimes do. So I'm doing these Myers-Briggs assessments with people and every single person I would bring on, and I, I got a life coaching certification and I would work with people. 
And every single person I would bring on left with a side hustle, like every single one. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was business coaching them. Like I was teaching them how to build funnels. I was teaching them how to sell online. It was just came so naturally to me. And Maria was my business partner now was kind of my virtual assistant. We, we had worked together at the university. She worked in travel. She was out of work. Uh, so we just started working together and we, we started to blow up. Like people were coming to me to build them funnels. Like it was like, Hey, could you, could you do social media management for me? So I went to Maria, said no the first time. Then she circled back, said yes. And um, in May of 2021, we started our business. And so so we've been in this business for two and a half years and it's grown so quickly, um, much more than I even imagined or expected. But now we're, we have a, a pretty large team. And, and so we offer full kind of scale social media and full podcasting. Mm-hmm. And then um, I have this other kind of side piece that we're working on my side piece. Um, like, <laughs> Who's your side piece? Let's, side let's piece. get the real tea here on this podcast. <laughs> Good thing my husband doesn't edit this one. Um, so our other kind of project right now we're working on is a like a brand called High Vibe Women. And it's about female entrepreneurship, creating these spaces. But I'm really passionate about creating these spaces in Canada. Um, you know this as both of us being Canadian women. Um, we're constantly planes, trains, automobiles. I was in California twice this fall, Arizona twice this fall, you know, like these things that are so incredible that Americans are so amazing. I love them and I will continue to come. Um, But I also want to create these spaces here um, to create more access for folks. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. I love it. I love the story of the unraveling, right. And like realizing that, you know, this thing, this thing that you're doing just came so naturally to you and whether we avoided it for a little bit, or we were leaning right in, or we didn't know how to talk about it for a while. Like it just innately kept showing back up in your life, which to me is like an energetic pull, right? We talked about divine timing at the beginning of this. Yes. I'm, if my people know I'm woo woo and I love spirituality (laughs) and I just love how timing can show up for people. And it was, it was the timing for you to do it. Mm -hmm. I'm so curious, 70 clients Mm -hmm. in two and a half years, Mm -hmm. that's a massive scale. And those are recurring clients. Those aren't one-time payments and I'm leaving. Those are 70 active clients who are getting social media and podcast management every month. Yes. What has that looked like for you? Like, let's go to the scale first. What would you attribute to some of the success of just actively um, lead gen, getting clients in the door to know who you are? So it's funny. I, in a lot of ways have paid to play. Like I will say, like, and I think that's something that's really interesting. I've never run an ad. Um, I have never, like you have, no one's ever seen me show up on social being like, Hey, we've got some social media spots or anything like that. I just do a lot of building no like, and trust, which I think can really work. No harping on ads. Like I think ads do also work, but that just hasn't been my approach. Um, but for me, it's been getting in rooms with like-minded people, with other entrepreneurs kind of pouring into them and then kind of seeing what happens from there. Mm -hmm. I've, I've led with like, I would say very open hands in the sense that, I give a lot of free advice. I do a lot of free workshops. I like really try to pour into people and sometimes it doesn't work out. I will tell you often it does. Um, So that's kind of been it. But like we've invested in two and a half years, like probably at this point, truthfully with our latest investment, probably close to a hundred thousand dollars in really getting in rooms and meeting, meeting folks. But we've like being now a multi-six figure agency, like we've certainly made the money back, but um, I know how hard it is at the beginning for people to feel like getting your first few sales, like that can feel really challenging. Um, but we did start with, you know, two or three clients and then it was five and then it was seven. We of course have our ebbs and flows. Like the economy also for us is slower than what we normally right. used to at this time of year. Um, 
but it, I would say the scaling thing, and this is your kind of bag, but like the scaling thing, the most challenging part was staffing and figuring out who sits where on the bus, because Mm -hmm. I was sitting inside of the whole bus. Like I was a social media manager who wrote show notes for other people's podcasts who, you know, I would also be running our payroll and I was doing kind of everything. And it actually, like we've been hiring people, but the big moment for me, Jackie was when I broke my arm and I couldn't work like, cause I, I right-handed. And so it limited me. Everything took me like three or four hours. And so I had to really like evaluate what I needed to be doing and, and where I needed to be. Yeah. Wow. That's, I love that. Thank you so much for just sharing, um, that perspective of what you, what you learned through that scale itself mm-hmm. and how the universe has a funny way of like pulling the rug out from underneath of us and being like, uh, uh-uh, no more of this. We told you that you needed to stop or you needed to bring the support in. Yes. And it really does, you know, you literally could not type. So no. being able to type a show note or actually hop <laughs> on calls and social media manage was no longer an option for you. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, how has, how has surrounding yourself with the right team played into the success that you have today? Yeah. So for me, it's been really interesting because one of the things I think, and I don't know how many times, um, Jackie on this podcast, you've had people with agencies on, but it's been really interesting in the sense that, um, for example, like we have probably 25 contractors that work for us pretty regularly, like probably month to month. And then we've got a few full-time folks and, and those full-time folks are really important to us, but it's been trying to find the right kind of position for the right people. And finding the right people has been like, we have a, an amazing manager of operation. She's really helpful. Um, and that's been really great, but it's like, I don't even know that we've still figured out exactly where everyone should be and what they should do. And so it's been really great in terms of, I think my leadership background has been helpful. Like, and that's something I wasn't expecting. That's why I also think when people get into entrepreneurship, nothing wasted, like absolutely everything you've ever learned has led you to this point. And I can see it in the way that like I coach our team. And I, I, I like these things that I know innately how to do. I led teams before this. So I think that's helpful, but it it's really been about trying to figure out what we need and like acting fast to try to make it happen. Um, but yeah, definitely. I would say this is still like an area of growth for us for sure. And what I'm, thank you for sharing that. Cause I think so often people think like, ah, you know, I don't, I don't understand how what I did over here in a project management career is helping me be yeah. an entrepreneur. And it's like, well, let's just think about the innate skill set that you built over here as a project manager that is helping you create processes and systems in your current business. Yes. Like all of it is interconnected and it brought you exactly where you need to be. And so this leadership background you have is like leaders create leaders. I yes. believe that so deeply. And you have this incredible opportunity to take leadership skill sets, to leverage Myers-Briggs and other personality assessments to understand how team dynamics are co-created together. Like there's such gifting within that. I'm curious for you, as you've built, what have been some of the struggles to identify, like, who do I need to hire? When do I need to hire? Who do I, like, where do I hire? How has that played out for you? Because that often creates entrepreneurs a lot of stress, which is where I get involved. So I'm curious how that has shown up for you. Yeah. And like, you've been part of that journey for us too, especially when we realized that we needed an admin assistant, like talking that through with you was so helpful. And um, you were such a gift for us in that season. But for us, it's been really, really interesting because I feel like we're reactive hirers. Like we see a problem, we're like, this problem has gone too far. Like now we need to do something. And so in my role, I'm trying to really level up in the sense of looking at the future and being like, 
I'm seeing podcasting really, this has really taken off in a way we weren't expecting. And like, we thought we would just edit for a few people. Now we have almost 20 podcasting clients, which is incredible. I love them. But now it's like, okay, we actually don't even have the right amount of editors for that. And so how do we figure that out? Like those types of things are trying to pull back a little bit and be less reactive and more proactive. Um, I think that's been really important. Um, And the other thing that has been so crucial for us in growing this, and again, it's something that I really learned from from you and have, have really like tried to model is like, this idea of like, if we're not getting what we need, like actually sitting down trying to figure out like what it is that we need. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a huge believer. Like I would always be like, oh, I'm just going to hire this person because I love them. And and then I would get them and I'd be like, I don't even know what to do with them. Like they like, you know, don't have these skills and I actually like need these skills in this role. And it was interesting because we actually had this happen with an admin assistant that we hired who we loved and she's moved on to a, a different role. But that was like a big piece of the feedback we had at the end was she was like, I'm not an admin assistant. And like, that's just not my skill set, but I like loved working for you guys. And so I really rallied, but then the wheels fell off the bus mm-hmm. and we were like, oh, okay, like, great. And so I think it's been really like, that's been kind of the challenge for us. Jackie has been trying to figure out like the right people at the right time. Um, but we're getting closer and closer every day. I feel. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I think so many of us just need to like, honestly say like, Hey, I've hired my friends and it hasn't worked out. And yes. I hired somebody cause I really loved them and it didn't work out. And you know, and I, you know, shoved these kind of people in my business because I knew that they could help me in some way, shape or form, but I didn't have the clarity. And I'm just such a proponent, as you know, of like clarity precedes any of it. So like, we have to have the clarity first boxes before people, something that if, if people walk away from my podcast and my content with nothing more than just thinking about how to get the boxes right before they hire, we're winning here because it's going to save so many headaches and heartaches and you know, I'm sure you've experienced this yourself, like time and money are going into the development of these people. And it can feel so off-putting when we've put so much into the development of somebody and it doesn't work out. Totally. And I think also recognizing too, like as a leader, like, so my early jobs, I worked in a very small university at one point. So I did everything. I was judge, jury, executioner. Like I was like mopping the floor and like evicting students, like everything. And what are the things I, those were great skills I learned because I learned I was never above any job. And I loved my job. Like I owned the building. Like it was like, I would walk by and a cabinet would be open in another room and I'd go close the cabinet. And like, you know, this was like part of my ethos of how I worked. And then I started hiring people and not everyone worked like that. And I was like, well, don't you love this? Like as much as I love this, like, and I realized that sometimes people just want jobs. Like Mm -hmm. people weren't looking for this, like, you know, intense transformative experience that I had when I was, you know, in my early stage of my career, like they're looking for roles where they feel fulfilled and they, they feel honored, but they work till five and Mm -hmm. that's fine. And these were things that like, I really had to learn and unlearn for myself too, where when we're hiring, like often I find like people are hiring and they're like, okay, I need someone to do this, but I'm looking for someone like me to do it. And it's actually been a really big blessing of finding people who aren't like me to do things because I'm getting a better sense of what people want in the workplace. I'm getting a better sense of some of these things that I think are really important, especially as we're scaling a a pretty, like I would say like larger business as as this is going. Mm, Love that. Love that. Thank you for sharing. Okay. Let's go to your wheelhouse. Yeah. People are listening in here and I know so many are on the fence of like, how do I build a personal brand? Is it relevant for me? Maybe I'm in corporate. Like, should I be building out a personal brand? Um, You know, or I'm an entrepreneur and my entire business is based on referrals. So like, does it really matter? These are things I've heard like this week, by the way. Um, Or yeah, podcast sounds cool, but 
I really just want to have conversations with people. I don't want to do all the other things that go with a podcast. So I don't know how to, how to get started on a podcasting side of things. What are some of the like myths that you hear around personal branding <laughs> right now that you just want to like put an end to, and you're passionate about explaining like what a personal brand really is. Yeah. So one of the things with a personal brand, I totally hear you, Jackie, because I see this all the time, especially with people in the non-entrepreneur space, right? Um, I think once you become an entrepreneur, you start to kind of see it, right? You're like, oh, like, you know, like this person's getting opportunities because of their personal brand. I had a I have a wonderful friend, Denise, who owns this eight-figure, it's Alala, it's this amazing like fitness clothing brand. Jackie, you'd love it. You should check it out. And um, Denise is incredible. And she has been doing all these videos on her personal brand. And her like her following for her her clothing is like hundred thousand hundred thousands, but her she's a smaller following on her personal brand, and she was like from posting on my personal brand, I got an opportunity to write for the Huffington Post, I got an opportunity to like connect with all these cool people, I got a new investor, I get like all of these things can be attributed to her just like posting, and I've had the same experience where you know especially whether you're an entrepreneur or not being a thought leader, which I don't always love that term, but being a thought leader and whatever you're talking about online reminds people and builds no like and trust that you are the first person they should think about when something comes up. So mm -hmm. the minute I have a hiring issue, Jackie, you come to mind instantly. Me and Maria were talking about you the other day. We were annoyed about something and I was like, oh, do we just pay Jackie to fix this for us? Like, can Jackie just fix this for us? Right. Like, but because no like and trust, right? Of course we're friends and that's a different feeling. But yeah. other people, you have these like you see these people on LinkedIn and you start to make those associations. I always say too, a personal brand isn't also for your opportunities today. It's for your opportunities tomorrow. So whatever you're building right now might not be your forever thing. Social snippet might not always be my thing. I might not always run an agency. I'm even seeing this with high vibe women now. Like I'm like, I love running these events. What if that becomes my full-time thing? I don't like, who knows what's possible. And me building my personal brand over this time has helped with that transition of anything that I wanted to do. So I would say one of the big myths is like, I don't need a personal brand. I've debunked. I feel like I've debunked. But what I will say is that it doesn't need to be posting 24-7. You do not need to be Alex Hermosi. You don't need to be posting videos constantly. You can do it in a way that feels good for you. So whether that's like a two-liner on LinkedIn, whether it's sharing updates of events you're going to, places you're going to, learnings, those are the cool ways that you can build some of that know, like, and trust with people so that they know that you're like a credible source in, in your industry. Um, Cause I think that that's, that's one of the pieces that people get really burnt about with, with personal brands. And it's an evolution. Like mm -hmm. honestly, when I, so I come from corporate as a background and then I've had seven years in entrepreneurship and I'm going to be honest. It felt like the wild west when I hit it. Like when I got into the digital landscape, I was like, what is this world? How do I navigate it? I'm overwhelmed. You know, I don't want to show up online. Like that doesn't feel good to me. I'm, you know, felt more like private or sometimes, sometimes I hide says my friends. <laughs> so, so like, I'll go into like these hibernation modes where like, it just doesn't feel relevant or I don't feel like I have anything to share in this moment. And so I really struggled for the last seven years of like finding my voice online and what is that going to look like? And at the end of the day, it was a lot of inner work and belief about self, yes. to be honest with you and realizing that I was making it about me. I was mm -hmm. making the brand about me. And so therefore that was always going to trip me up when I started making it about other people I could serve. Mm -hmm. It immediately felt more aligned and more fluid and took the weight of this who am I imposter syndrome BS that we all tend to have at some yes. point, shape and form kind of out the window. And don't get me wrong. It still shows up, but 
when I first went into Chris's mastermind back to Chris, like he said, okay, at the break, everyone needs to go live and tell whoever's following them what they're doing. Oh, wow. I was shaking so hard. I thought I was going to pass out to go yeah, live yeah. on Instagram. <laughs> right. And like yes. four years later, I'm like, put a mic in front of me. We'll talk about any topic. I'm an open book. I'm not hiding anything. Yeah. This is who I am. This is what I'm about. And it's, it's, it's been just as equally satisfying of the personal journey I've been on yeah. while creating a personal brand inclusive of the network and the business and the connections that have come out of it. Mm-hmm. I was going to also say, Jackie, those are amazing points. And if you're an entrepreneur, you're an entrepreneur because you're passionate about something. I feel most of the time, yeah. sometimes people see things and it's like a huge cash opportunity and they're not super passionate about it and that's fine, but you're not gonna build a personal brand about that. But whatever you're doing right now, you're probably passionate about it. You love your craft. I know you love helping people find the right people in jobs. I know you, you pour into the businesses you work with. Same with me. Like I love social media. I think of social media as the least scary thing out there because I know the power it can have, the relationships it can build, the sales it can help someone make. Podcasting, I think is the biggest hack for building a network. Even if you have no one who ever listens to your podcast, the people you get to interview, the people you get to invite because you have the platform tenfold, like it's incredible, such a hack, but because you're like excited about whatever it is you're talking about, people love that energy. People are excited about it with you. And so being able to just talk about it openly, it does build that trust with people. And so I think social media is becoming like savvier and savvier online and it's becoming easier and easier to do it your own way. So even for me, I like never go live. Like you probably will never see me go Instagram on an Instagram live, not my way, but I'm the same. I'm like, I used to be nervous about podcasting. And then now I'm like, oh, it's a podcast today. It's a podcast tomorrow. Like, I don't care. Like, it doesn't matter. I'll talk about anything. I, I carry those little mics around in case I have a download. Like, and that's now normal for me. So it's just like, again, it's that consistency and that practice. But honestly, I think everybody should have some type of personal brand out there and, and be talking about their craft and what they're excited about. Cause you also get to share that with the world. That's so true with what I do and with what you do, there's a connection, which we talked about a lot on your podcast. And I'm going to make sure that we link up the show that I was on with you on yes. the, in the show notes as well. So if you want to hear Christina interview me, please listen, please hit the show notes up and you'll be able to find that episode there. And it was so good. It, it was, was so much good. fun. We had the best time. Mm-hmm. I still get comments about that show. Me too. Yeah. It's, I love it. Anyways, it, it was so much fun. And the like the topic that people are, are really coming back to me on is this little nugget that is, I didn't realize how important my personal brand was when I'm creating a hiring strategy or when I'm looking mm-hmm. for talent. So I've heard it both ways. People who have great personal brands the ease of finding talent because of their personal brand. And I've heard on the flip side, wow, I didn't realize I was going to lose out on such great talent because they Googled me slash looked at me, looked me up on Instagram, went to LinkedIn to see what I was all about. And they found crickets. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm so curious for you, like whether you're a CEO and founder of a company that has a brand that has its own marketing division, that is incredible. I'm finding more and more, it's less about the brand that people are looking to work or looking to research to, to work for. They're looking at the leader they're going to work with and they're researching that leader. Mm -hmm. I'm so curious for you, like outside of entrepreneurship, Mm -hmm. do you advise your leaders who run product businesses or Mm -hmm. brick and mortars, the importance of building that persona of themselves beyond the vision of the brand? 
I encourage my like corporate friends to do that. Like where it's like who I have a friend who works at a very uh, popular financial firm and like happy in her role loves her role. But I'm always like, you should post on LinkedIn about some of the stuff you're doing because you can't, by the way, I'm just going to tell you, everybody knows this, but if you just start posting six times a day on LinkedIn and you're working, your employer knows what's up, you know, like they know that you're building your portfolio up, but hopefully you're having some honest chats, but if you're not, that's not the way, the way to tell them. But for that is why you want to be building the whole time is thinking of it as a little bit of like a scrapbook of your experience and people being able to go look, look for you. And even for me, I've received jobs because when I was working in student affairs, I used to do, I, you can imagine, I did all the things I did. I was on boards and I would write for things and I would do all the things. So when I would go to interviews, people typically already knew me. I had already had conversations with people. I was already in a really good place. And that's what made leaving for entrepreneurship harder. Cause I was like, I put in all this work. But I still get referrals from that season, like in this new season I'm in, because people love an evolution. They love to see what you evolve into and what's possible for you. And so I think I definitely advise people to do that. And even if it feels scary, like it's easier, I find with a brand that's not personal because you're like, I can hide behind, you know, my recruitment agency. I can hide behind the social snippet, but people buy from people. Mm-hmm. And so people want to hear from you, like regardless of what kind of business you have, if you're servicing people, whether it's one-on-one or not, we want to be hearing from people. And we're also seeing thought leaders, like CEO of Bumble, CEO of Slack, like these people are showing up and being thought leaders. And that's helping move the needle also on their products and whatever they do next. Love that. Thank you for the, if you're listening to this and you're sitting at a corporate seat and you're still not thinking that it makes sense or is relevant to post on LinkedIn. Welcome to the era of you need to be building a personal brand. Like it's time. Like I was in 2010 recruiting on social media, leveraging Twitter to get more reach to go to campus events. Like it's been around now for over a decade and it really is a way to build no like, and trust. Um, I mean, the amount of internet friends I have that I actually have not squeezed in person is hilarious. Yes. Like, and I know like, and trust them and send clients their way because yeah. we've done podcasting together. We've done different collaborations and it's just, you can build real authentic relationships online right now. Yeah. And, and for the business owner, like this is where it's really important to be online is building those connections. Because I even find that for myself, like we work almost hundred percent on referral. That's been kind of our gift. Same. And many of our referrals come from podcast interviews. I'll, I'll interview somebody on a podcast. I'll have them at the end. I'm like, thank you so much. This is what I do. If I, and I love to give referrals. So that's also a piece of my ethos. And like people know, like, and trust me without even seeing any of the work because they know enough about me that they trust. And so I think it's really important to be able to, to kind of cultivate those spaces for yourself. And something that I think is a misnomer, if I may quickly, is just people are obsessed with this omnipresence, like TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, be everywhere. And I mean, if you have the emotional bandwidth to cross post, like d- do it. Like I do it. I, I have the emotional bandwidth for that. But I'm not on, really on YouTube. I'm not really that much on TikTok because I just don't have the capacity for it right now. And my community is on Instagram and LinkedIn. So I party where my people are. That's where I'm at and I'm happy to be there. And that's a great space. And I don't need to like be everywhere all the time. So even if you start on one platform, you show up great on that platform. I love LinkedIn for an audience like yours, Jackie. Um, and there's so many things now that on LinkedIn you could do to build authority. Um, we recently have been doing uh, contributions on articles and that made me a LinkedIn top voice for social media. 
Like that's an awesome, cool thing. And that goes on my LinkedIn profile and that builds no like and trust with people. Right. So yeah. So good. Party where your people are. There it is. In like all aspects of life in social media, building personal (laughs) brands and like go find your people. Right. It's a big piece of what you and I believe in is getting in rooms with humans who are like us or like-minded in some way, shape or form. You know, I live in a small community up on Lake Huron, as you know, and there's some incredible humans here and not a ton of entrepreneurs, if I'm honest. And so it's something that I've always strived to connect with more entrepreneurs so that I can have a zoom call or a FaceTime or a phone call with somebody when I'm working through a problem or I need to just talk something out. I'm sensing that's why high, high vibe women is Mm -hmm. around in the dinner series that you're creating there. Talk to us a little bit more about like what's coming up in this year. How do people get involved if they want to meet other like-minded women specifically in Ontario or in Canada? What does that look like? Yes. So you can certainly go to highvibewoman.ca and add yourself to our email list over there because there is going to be an event almost every month for 2024. We've already planned, which I'm so excited about. Wait, when's the February one? So I can put it in my calendar. Um, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you afterwards. I'm like, what is it offhand? But yeah, I'll give it to you. It's at the end of February because um, we need recovery from our January 1350 person event. So um, that that's what I'll need a moment. Um, but yeah, I am just so excited about bringing together women in Canada to like really jam. And it's been amazing. It started very small. There were like, you know, 12 women. We did, we, it really came from a group of my friends where we were all connecting all the time. And I was like, oh my gosh, like we should just do this in person, invite some other women in. People are giving each other work. They're giving each other referrals. They're connecting, they're collaborating. It's like the most incredible thing to see. And I know that's how business is built. And so, um, yeah, this upcoming year, we'll probably have between 10 and 12 events that women across Ontario, Canada, anyone can come. Americans are super welcome. Anyone welcome. Um, but they'll be happening in Canada. And uh, yeah, we're just really excited about it and can't wait to see people there. Thank you for leading the way. It's, I know you're passionate about it. We talked about this off camera. I'm passionate about it as well. We have had to get on trains, planes, and automobiles to get to our people. And I'm grateful for that. Majority of my best friends are across the border and I'm so honored to have met them in those rooms. And we met in the summer this year and we just continued to talk about, oh, we need this in Canada. We have such a cool vibe of entrepreneurs that come from the Canadian market and just holding spaces and creating rooms that allow us to stay local or stay, you know, closer to home is, is so incredible. So thank you for doing that. Really, truly my pleasure. It's the best. And I can't wait to see what comes of it because I, yeah, I just know there's so many amazing Canadian entrepreneur, entrepreneurial women that needs to be amplified. I love that. All right, guys, if you're listening to this and you are considering building a personal brand, wanting somebody to manage your social media, wanting to start a podcast or a woman that wants to join these high vibe dinners, how do people get in contact with you? I'm a true manifesting generator as you like Jackie, like we're two bees in a pod. Um, well, you, the best place to connect with me is on Instagram at christina.bartold. I spell my name with a K uh, or LinkedIn. Um, and I would love for you to tell me what resonated with you here today. If any, anything we, we said resonated. Any friend of Jackie's is a friend of mine. And you, you can also find me on the Build Your Digital Community podcast. And um, you should listen to my episode with Jackie. It was a crowd pleaser. People loved it. Uh, so I'm so excited for um, even more feedback for that. Love that. Well, let's make this really fun. Let's take your, let's do a little bit of a, a fun um, giveaway here. So if you've made it this far, we love you. Thanks for hanging with us this entire time. I'm going to link everything up in the show notes for Christina. So they're one click away. 
If you're listening to this and there's something that has resonated, I'd love you to tag both Christina and I in what that was on Instagram. And if you do that, first five people, I'm sending you a copy of her favorite book. So I'll send you Buy Back Your Time by Dan Martell so that you can understand the power of that book. And I'm just so dang grateful for your time, your energy, and just pouring into everybody that's listening. Christina, I love you deeply. And I'm so honored to be a friend. Oh, right back at you. I just love you. And you pour in so much to everyone. So I'm just so grateful to have the opportunity to so for your community. And that's such a generous offer. And take Jackie up on buy back your time. It is so freaking good. I know Jackie's learned so much from it too. And um, I know this won't be our last combo. There'll be a there'll be a 2.0 coming soon. Coming at you soon. All right, guys. <laughs> we'll see you again on the Jackie Service Show. Thank you for listening in to today's show. If there was a key message that landed with you, please share or send us a direct message on Instagram at Jackie Service and let us know. We love hearing from you. Also, to continue to keep this podcast growing, it would mean the world if you could take a minute and like and rate the show or share it with a friend. Our team is forever grateful. Until next time, we'll see you again on the Jackie Service Show.